this Friday. Your favorite emotions are back on the big screen in Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. It's time to greet your Team Riley. It's anger. Let me at him. Fear. Safety checklist is complete. Disgust. Ew, ew. Ugh. Sadness is in the house. Oh, no. Hello, I'm anxiety. I'm one of Riley's new emotions. Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. There's a part two? We're going. Ready PG. Parental guidance suggested. Only theaters Friday. Get tickets now. Oh, hey, hey, Brendan. Uh, look, um, uh, before we get recording today, I, I brought my mom with me. Okay. She, she kind of wanted to see the studio and, and, you know, what we do. She was really interested. She thought it was uh, f- funny about us doing our broadcast. I tried to tell her it was a podcast. but <laughs> Oh, she sounds lovely. Right, okay. Just, yeah, come on. Come on in, Mom. Come on in. Oh, it's so nice in here. It's very bright. Like lots of, I suppose that way you guys can read your notes and things that you take. Yeah, that's yeah, that's yeah. exactly right. Oh, you're you're too kind, Mrs. Nathan. Oh, Brendan, you stop it. You're you're such a nice boy. I've always heard so many nice things about you, but not what? from my son because he never calls. Nathan, you don't call your mother. Look, I call my mom. I call her plenty. She's just playing it up. Oh, I see. You've got a nice phone over here, so you could call me maybe sometime. Yeah, I mean, Nathan gets calls from it all the time. Look, I mean, okay. I don't. I'm pretty sure it dials out. It, it does, and then I call it. Oh, oh, who is pretty lady, Milos? Oh, she's she's so pretty. Look, look like almost like Carla Gagino in a in a, a fancy older lady kind. Of. Milos, oh, he's stop. You stop it. He is being nice to me. Oh, it is a pleasure to meet you, young man. Mm, I am sixty three. Well, you don't look a day over sixty. Mrs. Nathan, I will uh, just uh, let you know. Please keep your shoes on. Oh, they, I, that's not a problem. I wiped my feet. Ooh, tell me more about you wiping your shoes. Milos, you stay the hell away from my mom. Oh, but Mr. Nathan, you stop. You stop. You don't talk to your employees like that. If you want to be a good boss, you need to be a good leader. You don't yell at your employees. You look very nice. I like your mustache. Yeah, Nathan, lead by example. Oh, geez, oh, God. Guys, oh, this is such a nightmare. Look, okay, mom. This is yeah. This is our studio here, and this is this is the microphone right here where we record. Do you want you want to say? Something? Oh, hello, podcasting people. It's it's podcast, mom. It's a it's a podcast. Nathan, don't correct your mother. Look, I. <laughs> oh, he's always done that. Thinks he's so smart. Right. Can I do the intro for? I you guys have to introduce your show. Can I be? Can I just be super famous and record one of your intros? Oh my god, it would be an honor. Oh my god, this is gonna be a disaster. Oh, stop it! <laughs> oh, oh my! Uh, are you ready? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, here we go. Ladies and gentlemen of podcasting world, welcome to How Did This Get Made? Oh, jeez, Mom, that's not our show. Uh, Hit the theme song. You know when I pick up a beat. 
Well, uh, it looks like Nathan's uh, Nathan's mama has taken off with uh, Milos for the evening. <sighs> yeah, no, no, no. I'm calling my dad. I'm calling my dad right now. <laughs> I'm sure it's innocent. Milos is a wonderful man, and she's leaving, and he's still standing on the street. Okay, that didn't end well. Dad, dad, yeah, no, she's come. Come pick her up. No. He's oh. a small Eastern European man, and he's trying to steal her shoes. Oh, Nathan, um, oh. she's getting into, I think, what she thinks is a cab that does not have a taxi <sighs> sign on it. Dad, you, you, okay, you're going to have to go full Liam Neeson, all right? Yes, you're going to have to fly to Eastern Europe. Yes, Taken, just like Taken. All right, I got to record a podcast. You go do that, and, and I'll do this. You do what you do. Use your, your particular set of skills. I'll use my particular set of skills. Okay. All right, yeah. Love you, too. All right, I'll see you at Easter. Bye. Oof. Oof. Well, that was a, uh, that was a dilemma. That was, that was a disaster. Uh, I'm really glad I, that my mom didn't answer the invite. Oof. <laughs> You just next year, next year, huh? maybe it, maybe at Mother's Day, huh? Maybe, maybe it might happen. Well, Nathan, this is a podcast. It, it is. It's it not is. a broad. It, I mean, technically, it is also a broadcast, I, but it's I called it's called a podcast. It's a podcast because it goes on your iPod. But I mean, you, you could broadcast it if you wanted to, I suppose, and we we wouldn't mind that. Yeah, I mean, and I mean, I'm not, I'm not going to say this is a, a broadcast because it's a, it, you know, it's named after a kind of uh, old timey way to describe a woman. <laughs> okay, maybe an outdated way. I don't, to, I uh, don't think that those two things have the same. No, no, it's not know. a broadcast. I think the reason why it's called a broadcast is just because it the it is cast. In a broad manner, like ah, out to everybody. So it's not uh, just a bunch of ladies talking. <laughs> yeah, no, it's not. You know, it's uh, that thing where them chicks get together and talk. Adrian you know? Clay presents a broadcast. <laughs> it's a, it's about this chick who broke her arm, right? <laughs> and they put a cast on it. Oh my god! So it's a broadcast. Oh, forget about forget it. Forget about it. No, this is a podcast, and it's called What Were They Thinking? <laughs> yes, What Were They Thinking? Not what you heard earlier. Not what my mom said, no. But uh, we talk about bad to questionable movies, and <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> this one's both. Oh boy. This one is, yeah. Um, what is this movie called, Nathan? It's called Stop or My Mom Will Shoot. Um... This is one of the movies, and I I want to kind of save this for later. But this is one of the movies that uh, Sylvester Stallone is not <laughs> very proud of. Um, and I don't, and this is unfortunate, but I don't know what the budget for this movie is. Um, I'm assuming like somewhere in the twenty to thirty million dollar range. Let's see if we can find that out. I actually I only found out what it made. Oh really? Yeah, and it made seventy point six million dollars. Oh, that I mean that is worldwide though. Like yeah. in the United States, I think it clocked about thirty. 
So okay. not great, but not like a total flop. Not a not a Howard the Duck or a Battlefield Earth, but not great. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and and Nathan, this movie, the the way this movie got made is almost as good. <laughs> well, actually, I would say it's better than the content of the movie. It's funnier than any joke in this movie. Yes. <laughs> so I believe in the 90s, Sylvester Stallone and Arnold Schwarzenegger were in the midst of a, a pretty big, a, a back and forth, kind of a, a gentle feud, I guess. Yeah, they it were, was, I mean, they were the, I mean, they were the action stars for mm-hmm. the longest time. I mean, before the likes of, you know, a Bruce Willis or even a Jean-Claude Van Damme, who was a, he was muscly, but smaller, uh, you're, you're action hero guys were big dudes Dolph Lundgren Sylvester Stallone uh Schwarzenegger so yeah yeah and uh they they often um you know competed I guess for roles it's uh, yeah I mean both... that's what you do right I mean it's uh you a bit of competitive one-upsmanship and um well <laughs> This terrible script called Stop or My Mom Will Shoot um, hits the market. Yep. And Arnold Schwarzenegger decides he's going to play a little trick out old Sly. Yeah, he he, he apparently read it, said was like, I don't think so. <laughs> and was like, but tell, he, tell, tell you what, let Stallone know I'm interested. <laughs> and then it went to Stallone and he was like, hey, you, I was Schwarzenegger's interested. I'm gonna do it. I'll let me do it. I'll do a better job than him. Uh, so Stallone signed on because he thought that Schwarzenegger would do it and he wanted to steal the movie from him. Yeah. Wrong move. <laughs> <laughs> Nathan, break it down real quick. What is this movie about? Well, it's uh, about a cop uh, who I thought was Italian but has a Polish last name mm-hmm. uh, and his mom acts like she's. Jewish, but I mean, that's kind of in line with Italian moms, too. Um, anyways, he lives on the West Coast in California, and his mom lives in Jersey. Uh, so basically, he moved an entire country away from her. Mm-hmm. And uh, every time she wants to come to visit him, something's coming up. Something's coming up. It's a bad time. It's a bad time. So she just stops answering the phone uh, right around the time she's supposed to come visit him and comes to visit him. Hilarity ensues <laughs> because he is in a relationship, which is a problematic HR issue with his lieutenant. Yes, we need to get into that super <laughs> deep. <laughs> and they are trying to, I'm guess. Bust an arms smuggling ring that is operating under the guise of insurance fraud. It's not... It's the kind of plot that you would see on Monk or Psych. Mm-hmm. Wrapped up in 40 minutes. Right. Um, <laughs> in fact, I felt that... I know we said this when we did Striking Distance. This felt like the pilot movie for a television show. It sure did in the sense that the same joke was made for 87 minutes. Yep. Yep. <laughs> um and we get the kind of a staple of like 90s Oh, sorry, did you have more to say about that? 
No, that's that's kind of oh, okay. it. Like his mom is overbearing. She's uh, she intrudes on his life, and of course, you know he's it, he blows up at her, and he feels bad. So he learns a lesson, just like you know you do on TV. <laughs> he gathers the family around. They sit at the at his feet while he uh, curls up on his uh, recliner and smokes a cigar and. What are you talking about? I don't know. I'm mixing a lot of things together, and I'm just reaching. I'm grasping for straws here. I almost said gasping for straws, but that's a far more haunting image. Right? (gasps) Straws! (gasps) Can't breathe! Too many straws in my throat! (laughs) Um, But yeah, and it it has that 90s slash 80s staple of opening with like a little animated sequence in the opening credits. Um, But there wasn't... Kind of the 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 um, foreshadowing the movie. There wasn't a lot to it. It felt very like little effort was put into it. Yeah, it's it's. I think the best way to put it is uh, it was a for scale movie. Oh yeah. Um, we've got at the time we've got Estelle Getty and Sylvester Stallone and Joe Beth Williams. Mm-hmm. That's a about it and the only real as... names would be stallone and estelle getty yeah like i don't think anybody a lot of people know joe beth she's not a household name no no i mean there are some people that are in this who would later go on to some more successful careers ving rames has a has a cameo uh, yeah or as... early extra part i guess <laughs> as the movie begins right because yeah. The, the movie begins, I believe, with Stallone attempting to uh, go... I think he's undercover. He's undercover, yeah. Yeah, and Ving Rhames... Can we just, like, figure out what's going on with Ving Rhames' hair in this movie? It, what, that he has hair? I mean... Oh, did you notice how it was? It was, like, right underneath, like... You know that little, like, bump on the back of your head at the near the bottom there? Okay, yeah. He just had a patch of hair underneath that. Oh, it was like it was like just a big bushy patch of hair right there and nowhere else. Maybe he felt that was the style at the time. I don't I, know. I, I, well, I wrote it down because I have never seen that style before. No. <laughs> I, it looked like his hair was trying to escape, which I guess it did shortly after because Pulp Fiction was two years later. Really? Two years after this. Pulp wow. Fiction. That oh, that they seem like. Ye- Decades apart. Yeah, this movie was made in 1992. Wow. It is the look of an 80s movie. (laughs) Yeah. Well, Uh, it also has the sound of an 80s movie because it's got Alan Silvestri as the the composer for it. And Ivan Reitman as a producer. I think we're going to put a a little snippet of that score in here because, guys, just listen to this. And keep in mind, this runs through the entire movie. Yeah. Well, I mean, it was very typical for the that kind of cop buddy movie type it's, comedy. 
It's the only time, though, that I, like, really took notice of the score because I was like, this is obnoxious, like, clown music. Now, <laughs> it's, not it as, it's not as bad as, like, uh, Roller Gator. I don't know if you've ever seen Roller Gator. No, I can't uh, say that I have. Oh, my God. It's just this terribly, like, Z-list movie with uh, Joe Estevez and nothing else in it. Uh, where this girl uh, finds uh, a talking baby alligator. Uh, it's a puppet, of course. Uh, and she spends the entire movie trying to keep him away from Joe Estevez, who's like a crooked carnival uh, operator. That lunacy aside, they hired somebody to do incidental music, like play guitar. Yeah. And the guy just played guitar for the entire movie. It never, never stops. Ever. Never. I will, gra- I will grant this to you. Maybe it's not as bad as Roller Gator. But <laughs> that music, the music in this movie is pretty obnoxious. And then they even have the gall to play it over the credits, like isolated from everything else. <laughs> it's like, oh, movie, you son of a bitch. You don't want me to watch all the con- all the people who contributed to this film, do you? <laughs> but yeah, so proceed. The, the well, sting is going on. Yeah, the sting, uh, you know... Uh, the guy who's well, Ving Rhames, his character is like, ah, I smell something fishy, and uh, of course, the the whole thing goes sideways, which leads to uh, a shootout. Uh, poor Sylvester Stallone's partner gets a big chunk of glass in his butt, um, and uh, it's it's a total debacle. Uh, and when everything's all said and done, uh, they end up going for drinks because, you know, they're buddy partners. Now, how often we, do we see his partner in this movie? I believe this is the only time. Right? I mean, I get he got stabbed in the butt, but I don't feel that it should have been as limited as it was. I feel like they should have just gone all out and have been, and been like, hey, Stallone, meet your new partner. Oh, no, not mom! <laughs> I think... You know, if if they'd wanted to have it be better as far as comedy goes, have the partner in the movie throughout, and he just needling the entire time. Oh, come on, be nice to your mom. Oh, I think he shows up in like a couple of other very quick scenes, but yeah, he's barely in the movie. Yeah, but I mean, I think it would have been funnier if he would have been just constantly on Estelle Getty's side. Sure. Throughout the movie and just winding Stallone up. That would have been even better. My- any, th- <laughs> any suggestion you have today, Nathan, or today, whenever you listen to this, guys, would make this movie better. Oh, well, that's fair. <laughs> um, we I should note, too, that he during that shootout, Stallone shoots the neon sign like 18 times to like crash it down on a car. Yeah. I thought that was pretty insane. Beginner's luck. <laughs> Um, and yeah, so at the bar, he's like trying to call his mom, right? Because he doesn't want her to come down. Yes, and she is not answering. Nope. And, <laughs> and we find out that every time, like I said, uh, during the rundown, is every time he tries to, she tries to come visit, he calls to say, ah, it's not a good time, you should stay home. And she <laughs> listens to him and stays home. So rather than listening to him at all this time, she just doesn't answer the phone. (laughs) 
She doesn't strike me as someone who would be who would listen though if he told her to stay home. But that's it, right? Like yeah. all the way she's overbearing and intrusive on his life when she gets there, it doesn't seem to me like she would be like, "Oh, I guess you're right, Joe. I'll stay home." Yeah, it's it's not really in that character, I don't think. No. Then we meet uh then we meet the biggest uh conflict of interest in this movie. Oh my god. I don't see how this would fly anywhere. No, Stallone is openly dating his lieutenant. Yes. Um, Gwen, played by Joe Beth well, Williams. No, actually, I don't think it's absolutely open because don't, don't remember when she's when she's reading him the riot act about being on the phone with some girl at the bar. Mm-hmm. She's like, draw the uh, here, take this file so it looks like we're talking about police business. But I think mostly, I think a ton of people in the station know. Yeah, it's one of those, that's the worst kept secret kind of thing. Yeah, and I, I, I noted this several times in this movie, but whoever directed the ac- extras did a horrible job. <laughs> <laughs> They're just standing in place. No one looks, like, natural in the background. No. <laughs> It happens like a few times. Like there's a time later where they're arguing on the street and people are just casually walking up and watching it and it just looks like where are you coming from? Maybe it was a a, a Travolta in the fanatic type situation where they're just like, Oh shit, they're filming a movie here. <laughs> oh, we're gonna get a selfie. Yeah. <laughs> um so Which Joe I guess da- it'd be a lot harder to do in nineteen ninety two. Yeah, I used to do it all the time. The only problem is you can't see right away if it turned out all right. That's true. So Joe has to go pick uh, well, has to go pick up his mom at the mm. uh the airport because he never got a hold of her. And before we go there, I just want to say there was a note here that she basically he cuts her off, but she's about to say that he was the first man to make her to 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 make her have an orgasm. Yeah. I was like, no thanks. Uh, it's like, you know, I I feel Stallone insisted on that line. Yeah, right. That just felt like a Stallone. <laughs> Stallone. Yeah. Hey, you, know, you, you want me to do this movie? You got you got to put in this thing about how I made made her come. You know. Yeah, and make sure I was the only one who did it. Eh? I was the first one, right? The first yeah. and only. Yeah. 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 <laughs> but so. yeah, he, he he. And when he goes to pick up his mother, did you feel like the way he was going there it looked like he was getting ready for a date? Um, yes, because there's a whole Oedipal thing about this movie that I'm not necessarily comforting talking about, but <laughs> especially with the dialogue that comes up next at oh the boy. airport. Yes. She has been talking to everybody about Joe, uh, how he used to be a bedwetter. Uh, apparently, there were stewardesses on the flight who are diaper fetishists. <laughs> Not only that, but when he was a baby. So there you go. That's problematic. That's disturbing as fuck. Um, it's like I think it's weird because okay, well, yeah. Let's just say that the stewardess says you looked really sexy in those diapers. Yeah. As she yeah. walks by, and it she says it in a way that's like it feels like a genuine compliment, right. <laughs> where it should be like. Uh, like a jokey thing, you know what I mean? Yeah, it like, should be. It should be something like, "I eh, looked real sexy in them diapers." Yeah, but it was like you looked really sexy in those diapers. You know, you looked real sexy in those diapers. Oh, Sally! If things don't work out with the doctor, don't forget, Joey is single. Yeesh. 
Oof. And he and again, he was an infant. The line should have been, you know I'm a cop, right? <laughs> <laughs> and adding you to a list. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, so he picks up his mom uh, at the airport. She's got the family photos. She's been talking to everybody. Uh, and whilst uh, he's driving her home, uh, yeah, they uh, got a bit of a detour uh, because there's a jumper. Mm-hmm. Um, and they have he has to has to go and help talk this jumper down. I don't think he is a hostage or uh, a, a suicide negotiator at all, considering he, he's a detective. Yeah, I was going to say, is he not much more than a beat cop? Like, he's a Well, detective. no, he's, he's better than a beat cop, because, I mean, he's, obviously, he's going undercover. But if he is working cases like, you know, uh, people who are gun running and, and drugs and whatnot he's more uh, probably on vice or major crimes mm-hmm. as opposed to someone who would be you know talking people in off of ledges in fact most of those people are from my understanding uh psychologists who work with the police department or mel gibson in lethal weapon and and also uh uh, Samuel L. Jackson or Kevin Spacey in The Negotiator. Yes. <laughs> yeah, and, and, like, I mean, this whole scene is just an excuse to do the whole joke where he's like, huh, I thought my life was bad. Yeah, because we find out the guy who's looking to jump is, he's having a lot of mom issues and uh, he hates her and stuff like that. And then so Sylvester Stallone's trying to kind of talk the guy in off the ledge. And of course, you know, for reasons, a police officer gives a civilian a, a megaphone so she can talk to the, the jumper. Yeah, I, I don't care if she's his mom. He would never do that. Never, ever, ever. No. And of course, she ends up talking the guy in because the guy ends up feeling bad for Joe. He's like, I, you know, I thought I had a bad. I'm, I'm sorry for you, pal. Yeah, uh, the, and and, and, St- and she has her fucking pictures again. Yeah, and Stallone's like, I'm, I'm just gonna stay out here for a while. Yeah, yeah, and he's all like, "Oh, come on, ma!" Like I should take him. Put it away, ma. Did you? Okay, you remember how you said earlier about the extras being bad extras? Yes. Did you think that the guy in the news van was gonna be something later on in the movie? The guy in the news van. Okay, when uh, after the whole jumper thing gets resolved. Mm. There's a news lady who's reporting on it, and as oh. they're zooming in, the guy who's in like the control truck, the camera took a real weird detour towards him. I do remember that. And I was like, is he gonna be the bad guy? <laughs> yeah, this movie not only is it like it's a, like a bad movie, it's badly made. Yeah, uh, like it's it's real like slapdash filmmaking. Yes. Um, and, and of course that whole scene with the jumper is just like, it's like any, any scene you've seen in like a sitcom. (laughs) Yep. Yeah. It's, it's, it's definitely got a lot of, um, oh, I don't want to say like, like the opening scene of TJ hooker or something from back in the day, you know, get things kind of light before you get into the main story. That's right. Uh, Tonight on a very dark episode of TJ Hooker. (laughs) TJ's mom comes to visit. (laughs) And then heroin. What? Uh, What? TJ's mom is on heroin. (laughs) Hooker's a good cop. All right, we're going to... 
I want to getting off tropic here. <laughs> um, yeah, because then comes the the when they go to when they go to his house and she decides to start vacuuming at like three in the morning. Oh, wacky mom! Right, and Stallone does that uncomfortable swan pose. That was that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Stallone is laying there in his undies. And he's like, Stucka, my body is ready. Yeah, like he's like get ready. Yeah, exactly. He's ready for someone to mount him like a like a like a horse. Yep. <laughs> um, and uh, and then and then I wrote down nobody is stupid enough to think that you have to wash a gun in the sink. Well, and yeah, it's a really dumb scene, and it actually kind of hurt a bit to watch because I can't see her being like. Yep, I'm just gonna handle guns, right? Because she's so, she's so concerned about his safety and and things like that. I can't see her just picking up a gun, cleaning it the way she does, and then pointing it in his face. Yeah, that was that was insane. I was like, oh, she's a psychopath. Yeah, <laughs> and it, yeah. it oh, she 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 scrubs all the bluing off the gun. Mm-hmm. She uses. Uh, Ajax and other chemicals to clean it. So, as Joe says, if he shoots it, it's gonna blow up in his hands. Mm-hmm. Um, not only that, she she dunked the ammo in the the ammunition and the clip in the water. Now, okay, I'll give you this. I'll give you the fact that maybe she thought that she could scrub down the gun. She even says she managed to get a bottle brush in the barrel. Okay, fine. I don't think she's so dumb as to think, you know what? Bullets can go in water. Also, like, why would you need to clean bullets? Right? They're going to be gone. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, hopefully not, but, you know. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, it's it it just goes beyond the realm of funny because it's like, this is not even, like, I can't even see how someone would even do this. Yeah. And then she, so when he gets up, she apparently wants him to eat the last supper for breakfast. She's going to murder him. Yeah. He's going to die of, like, cholesterol. Yes. <laughs> like, oh, too much cholesterol in his diet. And or, I, like, I have, like, a heart attack. I get the gag that Italian moms are always trying to get you to eat, eat, you're too skinny, eat, eat, that mm. sort of thing. But, I mean, this was overkill. Yeah, and then and then when he tells his partner later what he ate, I'm just like, you would be dead. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> He's like downing Pepto Bismol, which I guess is like, oh, I'm recovering. This is all you got to do. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> Indigestion. Yeah. So, um, mom, yeah. mom feels bad about what she did with the gun. <laughs> so she takes a cab downtown to Waldo's World of Guns, uh, so she can buy a new gun. And our clerk is uh, Dr. Glassman from The Good Doctor. Oh, okay. I've never seen The Good Doctor. Uh, what's the guy's name? He's been in a lot of stuff. Uh, like mostly, he's a character actor sort of thing. Okay. Uh, Richard Schiff. Oh, yeah. No, I know who that is. Yeah. He, okay. he, was, uh, he was the gun clerk. Okay. So, gotcha. Those are the only two. Like, him and... Uh, Ving Rhames and and well, Ernest Spuddy later. The buddy, yeah, <laughs> and also uh, Robin Colcourt from uh, Cheers. Oh, okay, yeah. So he was the ba- he was the big baddie. Oh, 
Um, yeah, so she tries to get the gun. And yeah, but they basically, she can't. Yeah, they tell her there's a 14-day cooling off period. And she's like, but I want it now. <laughs> now, if that was a thing because of the whole Brady bill and all that. So good for then. Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't know if they still have that sort of stuff now. <laughs> I don't know if there's a waiting period anymore. It might vary I, from state to state. I'm not sure. I, I know think, there's, there's federal gun control laws, but I think there's also you know state ones too because uh, Chicago, uh, Ohio, not Ohio, uh, Illinois have uh, you know they have gun control and gun regulation better than Indiana. Yeah, but they can Which, people in in Illinois can just jump across the border and get a gun and come back to Illinois. Let's just say overall take on this: America not great with gun laws. Yeah, not not for the most part, anyways. At least not what the small arms and the military ones. But you know, moving moving on, moving on. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, uh, because she can't get it. Um, uh, she is um solicited by uh, another. Uh, kind of prolific character actor as well. Oh, that the big dude. Yeah. Um. Shit. What was his name? Uh, his name was Dennis. Oh, sorry, Dennis Berkeley. Okay. Uh, he's been in a ton of stuff. He was in Hollywood Homicide. Oh. He was in The Doors. Uh, he's uh, Principal Moss on My uh, King of the Hill. Okay. So he's he. You know, the guy, the the dude, the biker dude in the vest who sold the guns to his little yeah, 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 I know you talk about it in that movie. I just don't remember from anything else. Really? No, didn't recognize him. Wow, he's he's been in a lot of stuff. But anyhow, uh, he's he's trying to... Him and I, I think it's his brother, because that's isn't that what he says? Yeah, something like that. I just thought it they're, was their partners or something, but... Yeah, they're trying to sell her, like, uh, an M16... And a Tech Nine, and she's like, she just wants a like a, a pistol, um, you know, like a Glock or something to replace the one that she broke. But she, they end up selling her an Uzi. <laughs> yeah, and she's like, "Oh, Joe will love this." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And then shortly after that, also like, I mean, I know she's supposed to be like, you know, well, actually, I don't even know what she's supposed to be because at times she's intimidating, at times she's like a typical old lady, um, but. Is being the like mother of a cop, you think she would be like, maybe I shouldn't buy a gun from these people. Yes. And then also she, she even talks about her, her streetwise prowess earlier when the cabbie goes to drop her off and he says, are you sure this is a pretty rough area? And she, he's, she's like, I'm from Newark. Yeah. Clearly doesn't know what you should or shouldn't do. Yeah, so I mean, she could. I mean, I, the idea being is like she's supposed to be, you know, streetwise and tough and knows knows what's up. She should know buying a gun out of the back of a van is not the smartest thing to do. Right, but then she does witness a fucking shootout. Yes, because these guys come by and just lay like just unload on these two gun dealers. One of them, the the main guy you were talking about, doesn't die, but his his brother or his buddy does. Yes, and. I mean, I guess if we're going with the streetwise thing, I guess it's it's coming to effect here because she doesn't react at all. <laughs> no, and that it, 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 she's pretty nonplussed about it. But I mean, if she's from Newark, maybe she's used to seeing like mob crime, right? But also, like it, it just goes back and forth. Like they, they there's a, a lot of inconsistency. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I also wrote down because one of the uh, villains, uh, the main villains, is. Um, 
Ernest's uh, buddy that's in all the Ernest movies. Yes. Um, and I, I wrote... Gallard Sar- Sartain? Is that yeah, name? yeah, yeah, something like that. And I wrote in that um, his, his thing is that he sneezes and coughs a lot. And I said, man, this would be a much scarier bad guy in today's <laughs> movie made today. <laughs> I, I think he's, uh, the idea is that he's got, isn't he's got allergies? I thought yeah. that's what it was. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then, yeah, she, uh, I, I think, is this where, is this where she goes to the station to talk to the police about the shootout? Uh, well, yes, she does. She goes and she reports it. Um, and because when he shows up, she's, he's like, what's my mom doing here? <laughs> he doesn't know. And then one of the guys who's like, I don't know, supposed to be his like cop rival. Oh, officer Ross. Yeah. He's like, uh, yeah, your mother saw a murder. And so I've got the case sort of thing. And then she's like, oh, and I can stay in town as long as you want. And he's like, oh, what? Come on, ma. <laughs> And this is where, like, because th- this guy keeps calling Joe by his his family name, Bamowski, mm-hmm. which is like, I mean, I ain't one to generalize, but that's a pretty Polish sounding name. Yeah, it's a pretty. He's a pretty Italian Polish guy. Yeah. So the only thing I can think is that his mom is Italian and his dad was Polish. His dad was Ivan Putski. <laughs> Got it the in. Polish hammer. There you boom, go. Boom, boom, boom. <laughs> um, yeah, and and again, it's more weird extras acting in this scene uh, because I think he like he starts arguing with Gwen, like Joe Beth Williams or whatever again. Yep. And she's saying like, "Oh, your mother is so sweet." He's like, no, she's a monster. She's crazy. <laughs> yes. And I'm like, yeah. Hashtag Team Stallone in this case. So then, as Uh-oh. they're driving home. Hmm. And uh, she's like, oh, he looked like this. This was his van. This was the color. This is how tall he was. This is how heavy he was. This is how... She's basically breaking down bit by bit by bit the crime. And she's like, I'm going to tell you, not that guy. And he's like, you're withholding evidence. Yeah, she's... So she's bought illegal guns... Mm-hmm. witnessed a murder and lied to some, to an officer about what she witnessed and is withholding it. Like, she would be in prison. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, up next, we oh. got a fantastic little Freudian dream sequence. This has to be, I'm going to state for the record, this has to be one of the most embarrassing things Sylvester Stallone has ever done. <laughs> you haven't seen Oscar. <laughs> is there any scenes in Oscar where he wears a giant diaper? No, no. <laughs> because um, yeah, because people are like, "Oh, I want to. I'm gonna change you. I'm gonna change you." But they mean like him as a person. Yes, that's and... the, the whole you know Freud thing and the whole Oedipal thing as well. Because uh, in the dream, he's responding to a bank robbery, mm-hmm. and uh, his mom comes out of the bank when one of the the, the you know, the robbers is supposed to be coming out. She's got a giant bag of diapers and a great big bottle of baby powder. And she's like, Oh, Joe, I have to change you. And then Joe Beth Williams is there and she's like, no, I'll change you, change you, change you, change. Yeah. Oh, we get it. We get it. Okay. And then he wakes up and he, it was a dream. <laughs> oh, as you know, sometimes you gotta wear a diaper. <laughs> hey, listen, guys, I did everything I could on that set, okay? I mean, I mean, 
It's it's an, I mean it's 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 is it on the level of rhinestone? I mean yeah, I got to hang out with Dolly Parton. <laughs> she's, she's a great gal. She got I, a nice set of hunkers. I just uh, watching this movie. Mm-hmm. All I can think of was that he could have been in Beverly Hills Cop. <laughs> Would have he been a much different movie. Well, he was supposed to be in it. Yeah, no, I know. I just mean it like that movie would would, would have been nothing like what we got. But he, no, the and but the reason why he left that was because they were very firm about what they wanted that movie to be. They wanted it to be like the one we got, and he wasn't having it. He thought it was being too silly. Mm-hmm. You know, flash forward a decade, and he's wearing diapers in a dream sequence <laughs> while Estelle Getty is talking about powder in his bum. Can you imagine if, Stall- if Stallone had done that exact script for Beverly Hills Cop and he had that scene where he had to pretend to be the gay dude? I would have loved that. <laughs> or or the part where he's just like, uh, Stallone's just sneaking around sticking bananas in the car's tailpipe. <laughs> you, you guys, you gotta relax. You know, we <laughs> want to be talking about like, I don't want a banana in my tailpipe. <laughs> He's like, I need to see Victor Maitland. I got Hooper Simplex Tan. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Stallone, you're still around. Make it happen. But you know, well, here's the thing. I mean, we get we didn't get him in Beverly Hills Cop, so mm-hmm. we didn't get that laugh riot. But we did get Cobra. <laughs> which was his answer to Beverly Hills Cop, That's which true. was also hilarious, but not on purpose. <laughs> well, um, you know, it, it is the disease, and he is the cure. <laughs> Love that movie. <laughs> Love that movie. That is a stupid great movie. Yep. <laughs> uh, so, where are we here? Well, uh, this is he's woken up from... Um, uh, he is his dream sequence um and gosh oh what is it here oh he she gives him a present right but i i noticed there he had a framed poster in his living room okay that said if it's too loud you're too old that's a weird thing for him to have right i that's thought a, it was very oh, i i remember that poster from that time period and it was like yeah. One, why is it framed? Two, why is it in a cop's apartment? Is he sleeping in like a teenager's bedroom? <laughs> he does. He's nowhere is in the movie. Is he like, yeah, I gotta listen to like Warrant. And then he gets to listen to like some heavy metal or something. See, that just adds to the fucking slap together feel of this whole movie. Is that the prop guy was literally like, yeah, here's something. Frame it. Put it in the shot. Because <laughs> it has nothing to do with their character at all. Yes. It's like when, um, oh God, what movie is it? There's a movie with this dude and he's supposed to be like a badass hitman or something. It's like one of those like really low end movies. And in the background, I think there's like a poster for like, uh, legally blonde or something. (laughs) (laughs) Just like, wow. Uh, didn't uh, think that one through. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Gonna have to look that one up. Yeah, it's something something along those lines. I don't remember exactly what it was, but it was uh, very um, noticeable. Yeah. I am no longer intimidated by this character. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so, um, yeah, she gives him that gun, and he's like, Oh, boy, you want illegal guns? Come on! What? No, actually, now, isn't there a scene right around here? It might have been after this, though. 
Yes, I think it was because she she goes downtown to give um, further her statement, but she actually has some time with Gwen, and she's like showing her pictures of him when he was young and she was like mm, i i even, even knew then he was gonna have some nice equipment i'm like gross yeah she's talking about his dick yeah and then she's telling this super sad story about how when his dad died and he looked after her, took care of everything, and never cried or anything like that. And then she's like, I don't know if he ever cried or not. And then as soon as he comes into the room, they both start bawling their eyes out. Yeah, and I'm like, movie, you didn't earn that bit of sentimental like nonsense. You can't no. just like suddenly be like, oh, let's explain why Joe is so important to her in this quick scene. Yeah, yeah. It's just, it's so tacked on. Mm-hmm. Um, so when he takes her, he takes her from the station. She starts giving him like the everything, like the license plate number and everything. Was that here? I thought that was. Oh yeah, because I do have. She's a scammer, and then for some reason she gets to go in with him, and she he's like he's like cover the back. Yeah, she goes, she goes, do you want me to go in through the other door? And he's like, no, Ma, stay in the car. And I'm like, bring your mother home first. Right? <laughs> Call why? her back up and, or, and have them take her away. Yeah, why is your mother waiting in the car? Yes, because that's it. She, she gives him the plate number. His yeah. partner runs it, which gives him the uh, the address for the biker dude. And when they show up, uh, the henchmen are there, and they're kind of interrogating the the guy's girlfriend. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, they start shooting up the place because she makes a commotion, uh, and then they take off on a chase. And I see, I I have here, awesome. Now they have him for attempted murder and failing the stop at a stop sign because <laughs> they run a stop sign during the chase and there is one quick cut where like we see like this st- like when you when you look at the stunt drivers during this scene mm-hmm. um one of the villains <laughs> one of the stunt drivers is wearing sunglasses oh <laughs> and when it cuts back he is not, not. wearing sunglasses no. It's almost like you'd say that they didn't take a ton of care in making this. Not at all. It's it's <laughs> astounding how little effort is in this movie. Like, and, and just, when you see Stallone... Just enough for it to be released into theaters. Yeah. Does it meet the 80-minute requirement? Okay, put it out there. <laughs> put it out there. Like, even, like, when you see the, the stunt doubles for Stallone and Estelle Getty, I'm pretty sure it's just two middle-aged men. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> like, I mean, Stallone already a middle-aged man, but uh, Estelle Getty, I b- don't believe, was a female stunt driver. No. no. Uh, so after that whole fracas... Uh, yeah, because it goes nowhere, right? Nobody gets no. caught. Nobody gets caught. They end yeah. up back at the station, and this is where uh, she tells uh, Stallone's, I don't know, competition or whatever you want to call the guy... Uh, I, I'll tell you something you don't know. We both think you're an asshole. Yeah. And and I'm like, granted that Ross guy is a bit of an asshole, but I think he's justified. <laughs> For the most part, I mean... Like, this guy, she was a witness to a murder, and she withhold, withheld evidence. Like, Yes. 
I mean, we don't see what kind of what he's like leading up into the movie, but when she first gets there and uh, also even at the first before she even gets there, he does seem quite antagonistic towards Joe. Yeah. You know, kind of winding up about about oh, everybody knows your secret, you're dating the the captain or the lieutenant or whatever. And then, of course, when his mom shows up, it's like, no, let her tell all her stories about you. <laughs> so, I mean, I think he is a bit of an asshole, but mm. you are right. He is. He's justified in this because, yeah, yeah she, he's the one handling the case. She should be talking to him. Yeah, he's justified in being angry about this situation. <laughs> yes. Um, but he uh, he decides to give him a swirly. That's the best. Stone Ugh. just dunks that Ross guy's head into the toilet. Yep, yeah, straight up uh, assault. Yeah, um, and which... uh, and and I guess we just <laughs> move on from there. Yeah, yeah because yeah. my next note is there is a weird romantic chemistry between these two. <laughs> well, I even said like when they did this, when he swirled them, um, it was. I was like, come on, just do something where Stallone can say, like, you know, uh, you shoved me first. Because technically Ross gave him a shove first. Mm-hmm. But I don't think that warranted a swirly. No. Here nor there. But, <laughs> but yeah, no, he doesn't. He just kind of shrugs it off. And Gwen is like, eh. <laughs> but yeah, um, so when he and his, when Stallone and his mom like head out they're like they're like sitting there eating ice cream or something oh you and, know what the funny thing was when when they were cutting away from that before we got to where they're leaving mm-hmm. and uh talking about it i almost was expecting gwen to like head into the men's room uh, it looked like she was heading that way right <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's like hey this movie is ahead of its time yeah uh so yeah they're both kind of um i don't know commiserate no 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 they're celebrating uh how they treated ross because she's like did you like it the way i gave that to him he's like yeah you see his face (laughs) she's like his ass was his ass was grass and i was the lawnmower yeah and then and then the way and then he says something i wrote down romantic chemistry because he's like you really something you know mom well again that just that whole edible thing yeah i was like um i don't like these longing stares (laughs) (laughs) uh but but then they go and investigate further because he goes to talk to that dude that runs the business insurance business or something well no he he's not an insurance guy like it was his place that burned down and he claimed uh that the guns and, and whatnot were destroyed when they really weren't Oh yeah. See, I I didn't know what was going on with the bad guys. <laughs> yeah. Th- well, again, it's weird because like at the time, with even with like a uh, a buddy cop movie, there was still it was still heavier. Like I mean, you think about like a uh, Lethal Weapon. Mm. I mean, there's still people getting straight up murdered, and there's drugs and everything. It's very Miami Vice. Uh, Miami Vice with some comedic elements to it. Mm-hmm. This felt like a, a, a USA show um, that was on where, okay, some of the crimes are a little heavy, but you're not going to see a whole lot of bad stuff on screen, and there's a lot of like uh, 
you know, hijinks ensue. Mm-hmm. You know, like a silk stockings or a tropic heat or burn notice. I could go on. Burn notice is the fir- is what I was thinking of when you mentioned that. Yeah. <laughs> um, it, it's even like Beverly Hills Cop had darker moments than this. Yeah. Yeah. And that's a straight up comedy. Um, yep. So. Yeah, when he goes in, oh, I know that... where you might recognize the big baddie from. He was, um, uh, he was the sheriff of Nottingham in Robin Hood Men in Tights. Oh God, I don't. I've I've seen that movie, but it was a long time ago. Oh, that's a great film. Wait, oh wait, wait, Men in Tights. No, I I've seen. Wait, you have Men in Tights. The... Men in Tights is the parody, right? Yes, yeah, the Mel oh, Brooks yeah. one. Yeah, no, okay, I have seen that one. It's really good. I haven't seen the actual one. <laughs> oh, Prince of Thieves? Yeah. That one's... I, I actually legitimately enjoy it, despite the fact that Kevin Costner doesn't even try mm-hmm. with the English accent. He's not trying. What? <laughs> no. No. <laughs> Criminal called. <laughs> um, but, I mean, we can agree he is a lot more attractive than Ryan Reynolds. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. If I was Gal Gadot, if, that's who I would. If want. I was Gal Gadot, I would definitely. I I, I would take haggard, uh, world wearied and weathered Kevin Costner over uh, smooth, chiseled Ryan Reynolds any day. Exactly. Well, I'm glad we're in agreement. <laughs> yeah. So this this part of the movie. So when Stallone is is talking to that dude, um, interviewing that dude, he thinks is like you know up to no good. Yeah. Um. His mom comes in and threatens him. She's basically like, we know you did it. We're, we're going to get you and stuff. And then she says, I'll be back. <laughs> I love that. Oh, my God. I love and, that. And Stallone has such a sigh of disgust. And I'm like, wow, that is the most blatant <laughs> slam on Schwarzenegger ever. I just think, uh, you see, you see it as a dig at uh, at schwarzenegger i kind of see it as a dig at stallone because he that he's the reason you're in this pal yeah but i think i think that's why stallone wanted it in the scene yeah i think he felt like (laughs) indignant about how he ended up in that movie and he's like fuck you arnold i'm giving some little old lady your line well and the fact that she also says it and he reacts like oh what a stupid thing to say (laughs) right like um and so they get out of there, and then they hear oh they hear the guy coughing, so they know like oh someone's someone's behind behind the dude in another room, and it's that bad guy from earlier. Yeah, uh, Gaylord Sarton or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> Chuck from Ernest Saves yeah, Christmas. There we go. Billy and um, Chuck. It's Chuck. <laughs> Billy's not there. No. <laughs> Um, oh, sorry, they, no, it, was, it was Bobby. Sorry, I, I inadvertently got another wrestling reference in there. Zing. <laughs> but doesn't he? He gives them an address to go to, like a where to, because so, he wants to get the address to his warehouse. Well, the warehouse that you know, the one that was burned down, and that he had put in the claim for for the for the guns. Yeah, and he's like, "Cool, fine, here it is." At the same time, the bad bad dude is like setting up a demolition crew to go there. Yes. And, and so he he shows up. They show up, and he kind of locks his mom in the car with he, by pulling the locks up and then pulling them out. No, uh, well, I don't. No, I think he he pulled them out and then hit the power locks. Oh, okay. I think that's that's what happened. 
Um, but at least he cracked the window for her. I yeah, mean, you know, exactly. You don't want to leave your mom in the car on a hot summer's day without a cracked window. Again, drive her home. Get her, or, or you know, a bowl of water, you know, so that she's not... <laughs> Don't leave her in there for more than 10 minutes. <laughs> right. Uh, but she, I mean, she's got a, 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 again, her streetwise side of her character, which shows up for plot convenience, uh, shows up again uh, mm-hmm. because she starts rummaging through the car looking for keys or ways to get out. She takes one of his guns and then she hits the CB to be like, oh, I locked myself in Joe's car. Can you help me out? And then they tell her to find, what is it called again? Oh, a Slim Jim. A Slim Jim, yeah. Because for some reason, and I don't know why a cop's car would have this in it, but a Slim Jim is a little... You know, rod that you would slide down on the side of a an older car. Uh, mm-hmm. It would hook on to the the locking mechanism and pull it up, and it would basically pop that uh, uh, the the door lock button up. Yeah. So you'd be able to get out of the car. Also, most cars by that time, if you lock them from the inside and you pulled them open from the inside, they would open. <laughs> well. Thankfully, when she gets that Slim Jim, she really snaps into it. Right. And (laughs) she heads into the warehouse, and the the demolition crew is just, like, starting to destroy it. So so Stallone picks up his mom, who is clearly a short man in a wig. Yes. And just holds holds her over his shoulder while he's, like, trying to escape the uh, the warehouse. Mm -hmm. And then I think they run into um, one of the bad guys, right? Well, they, they he's uh, and it's not um, Chuck. It's the other guy who he's running the the wrecking ball, and uh, and it came in like a wrecking ball. Like, yeah, just... it, it it did, and um, all all it ever did was wreck them. Right, <laughs> and he gets to say the line. Well, he gets to say the title, and it looked. Did like Mariah when... break your ribs when this happened? Uh yeah, I, I they they're still pretty tender. <laughs> Going around like Diamond Dallas Page with the <laughs> rib wrap on, just tape on every yeah. for like four years. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um yeah, he says stop or my mom will shoot. And when he said it, was it just me or did he look like like he was so depressed? <laughs> he did he just had that look on his face like, oh my life choices have led me here. He's like stop. <laughs> Or my mom will shoot. He's like, 1993 can't come soon enough. <laughs> right. And then he did Cliffhanger and Judge Dredd. <laughs> uh, man, when did he like, oh man. And then he did like The Specialist. Fuck. Yeah. I guess Copland was like his next like critical success. Demolition Man was good. It was, it, it was entertaining, but I don't think it did very well at the time. Really? I don't think so. Mm, we'll have we'll to investigate that later. But I know, I know, I know. Copland was ninety-seven, and that was like the first time they said, "Oh, he's kind of having a comeback here." Yes, because he actually got to host Saturday Night Live because of that. That was a great episode. Yeah. Um. But yeah. So Copland, <laughs> <laughs> never gonna be on this show. No, it's a good movie. It's a fantastic movie. It's it's one of those movies. It's like. Uh, it's like yeah, it's really it's one of those movies I own on Blu-ray. 
mm-hmm. and it, it, there's not too many movies from the era of VHS that I've gone out of my way to purchase on Blu-ray. That's one of them. That's how good it is. Yeah, it's a solid flick, and it's yeah. like not. It doesn't really feel like a Stallone movie. No, no, because yeah. there's a lot of good characters. I mean, it's like you got a huge cast. I mean, you got Ray Liotta, uh, Rappaport. Rappaport's in it, uh, Robert Patrick's in it. I mean, the movie's it, top to bottom is fantastic. So I think what we're saying is watch Copland. But don't watch this. No. Spoiler <laughs> well, alert for our opinions at the end. Well, <laughs> I, I don't know. If you can get high enough. <laughs> but kids, more kids, angry. kids, don't get high. Yeah, don't get high unless you're in Canada. And you're over the age of 19. That's right. Hmm. So, back at the station, <laughs> um, there's all these flowers in, like, Gwen's office. And she and he does the dumb thing where she, like, comes out and says, oh, my God, you did this for me. And she kisses him in front of everyone, which is like, okay, someone's getting H-R fired. HR issue. Yeah. And then when he says, oh, my mom did it. Oh, God. <laughs> she punches him in the face. Which is also an HR issue. I mean, yeah. either way, someone's getting fired or transferred. Nothing about this entire exchange was professional. No, no. Uh, and then, <laughs> yeah, and then she, and I'm also like, why wouldn't you just be like, uh, yeah, that was me. Did you like them? <laughs> <laughs> and then you go home and say, hey, thanks, mom, really saved my bacon there. Yeah, exactly. But he goes home and they have one of the most sitcom-y arguments ever it's literally okay i made a list of what you can't do yeah and and she's trying to say i only had my best intentions joe and he's like and that's another thing you can't have best intentions and it's almost like like they might as well have just had stallone draw a line in the middle of the house yes very much like it felt that much on the nose yeah and this is the scene I was talking about earlier. While they're arguing, everyone in the neighborhood is just casually strolling up from from like nowhere. Like it's yeah. like, it looks like it's like eleven thirty at night. <laughs> I guess the gag being is that they're Italian and they're loud, and people aren't like that in California. Hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> um. So of course he feels bad. About, you know, the way he did uh, treat his mom and also, of course, the way he, he talked to Gwen. He's he's longing looking at the, an old picture of her and I wondered why it wasn't autographed. <laughs> well, because she was his... Uh, she, she just broke up with him, so... Oh, she hadn't had time to, to sign it. Oh, oh, no, no. Okay. <laughs> she had to... That must had, be it. It's, about a, it's usually about a month after you break up with a girlfriend. And then you usually go to her house and you're like, oh, hey, just one last thing. You forgot to sign our portrait. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but he, doesn't he, he goes and talks to her and basically uses a direct quote from his mom. So and his then, mom saves him again with this relationship. And then he fucking admits it again. Yeah. Like, what are you doing? I also didn't like their kissing. It was weird. I don't know what it was, but... <laughs> Just didn't look comfortable for either person. It looked like a moose eating an apple. Yeah. I mean, surprisingly, both actors pretty close to the same age in this movie. So that's a, that's a, a rarity for Hollywood. Yeah. So I just I wanted to point that out because I don't think we can too often. No, 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 not at all. Um, uh, the, uh, the, the next thing 
uh, we get to see our big baddie. Uh, mm. He's setting up uh, his escape uh, from the law um, so he can make off to a non-extradition country with all kinds of money. And uh, he's trying to convince the not Bobby uh, or Billy. Well, Bobby. No, Chuck. Chuck. Trying to convince not Chuck, not Chuck, to uh, to sign a letter so it looks like he killed himself and then ran off. And I was like, he is the dumbest fucking criminal to fall for this. And also... Figuratively and literally. Yeah, and also, why would he need to open the window? Yeah, and, and why would you go over and go, oh, what are you looking at? Huh? What are you looking at, boys? Yeah. Boys, you looking at something there? Ah! Yeah, and they're just like, now they they toss him out and, and make it look like he committed suicide. Yep. <sighs> uh, Sylvester Stallone is made up now with his, uh, his lieutenant girlfriend mm-hmm. and uh, goes home to find out that his mom has... Uh, she's leaving. She She's taken off. Um, because she she doesn't want to intrude on his life anymore. And, and I have a note here that the P.S. is longer than the actual body of the note. <laughs> I noticed that too. Also, this is literally another sitcom trope, is stopping the girl at the airport before she leaves. Yeah. He's running through the airport trying to find her. Uh, she's on one of the... Uh, golf carts that drive people through the larger airports and he's running down and he's yelling at her to you know that you're right I'm sorry and this and that she doesn't say stop it's like slow down <laughs> so they're gonna keep driving and he's gonna keep running and yelling about how sorry he is and she just wants him to suffer just a little bit more until she te- finally tells the guy okay you can stop now yeah <laughs> she is a masochist yep and he should send her, send her on her way. That's what I said. Yeah, just let her go. <laughs> yeah. But they do go back to his house, and then and it's weird because it felt like this scene should have been the wrap up, and we get a version 2.0 of it later. Yeah. But it it almost feels like this. You should have only done this once in the movie. Yeah. It, it, yeah, it's weird. It, it does feel like the ending. It feels like everything should have been wrapped up. Like, the 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 case should have been done before this scene. Yeah. Like, he should have, like, he should have flipped out at her during the climactic, uh, I don't know, battle or just before that uh, so that he has this big blow up with her, almost mm-hmm. dies. She or she almost dies. He has an appreciation for her, uh, but then find out she's left for the airport and he has to chase her down to stop her and say, I'm sorry. I love you. Yep. But instead we get another scene where they go back to Stallone's place and Mm -hmm. they notice that the lock's been tampered with and it's the fat gun dealer from earlier. Yep. And she, uh, still getting bump, bops him on the head with a frying pan. I think (laughs) just crunches him with a cast iron one. Yep. Yep. And then they, um, and then they have a, and then he and Stallone are drinking chocolate milk and have milk mustaches. And I'm like, no, this is upsetting. <laughs> this, this is the upsetting part. There are many upsetting parts. This okay. is, I don't know what it was. It just like that they were like kind of infantilizing them. It was weird. Well, I, I, I think that's, I think that's kind of the gag throughout. Yep. Gag is right. <laughs> 
<laughs> oh, you. Well. Uh, um, but he finds out from the big dude um, what's Where, going on. Yeah, what's going on. And he handcuffs his mom to the biker. The Honestly, though, the first good decision he's made. <laughs> yes. I suppose there's that. <laughs> And but of course she finds her way out by running her hand under hot water and soap and gets her hand out of the cuffs. Yep. He she she seemingly lets him go too, but then she fucking cracks him again. Uh, and he has CTE for yeah. sure. Oh yeah, he's he's going to the hospital. Yeah. And then she handcuffs him to the railing and steals his car, truck. The, uh, the doesn't she steal the van? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So another add uh, add uh, aggressive assault. Uh, and, um, and Grand steal. Theft Auto. Yeah, Grand Theft Auto to that. <laughs> yeah. And then we get the, uh, this is the, like, the final uh, blowout here. Yeah, and she just, she's supposed to be going to try to help him, but she gets captured, like, right away. Immediately. And, and apparently Robin Colcourt is flying to a non-extradition country on the Spruce Moose. <laughs> what? That fucking plane. Yeah. Uh, oh, sorry, the Spruce Goose. That's the Howard Hughes one. The Spruce Moose was a Simpsons reference. Ah, uh, okay, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you mean like it looked like the Spruce Goose? It had that big, like it had. It was it big. It was the nose loading cargo plane, uh, that sort of thing. It was it was large. It's, they stole it. it. Got, yeah, what Howard Hughes was not upset. And this, this right here is where Stallone, he takes this very seriously and so much so that I feel that he's going a bit over the top. Because <laughs> he steals a transport truck to chase down the cargo plane. In a scene that that would, this would have killed him. Yes. Because <laughs> that plane just, and what he does is he uses the truck to slow down the propeller of the plane. Well, he, I, he's, he basically, he's ruining the prop or the, uh, the propeller of the plane so it can't take off. It, which again would kill him. Yes. <laughs> it would be it's, Deadsville. I was like, this is super dangerous. <laughs> uh, and he finally gets, uh, gets the guy out of the plane. And he's held at gunpoint, and mm-hmm. and Estelle Getty comes up from behind with a gun and shoots him. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, she's doing her badass thing again, where he's like, whoa, you yeah. great aim or whatever. And she's <laughs> like, no shit. All of a sudden, she's Jack Palance. Yeah. It's like, what? We're just <laughs> jumping all over the place. <laughs> Um, and then, and then finally get to the last scene again, going back to the airport because I don't know. Sure. Why not? Yeah. Um, Stallone. And at this point, uh, Stallone has already proposed. Yes. They did, we didn't even get to Gwen. see that. No, you just see, she goes, Oh, look at that ring. That ring is so great. Yeah. And then, and then she goes, she notices some weird looking dude at the airport and she goes, Joe, I think that man's a criminal. Yeah. I saw like, him on oh, America's you, Most Wanted. You imagine. No, Joe, get your gun out. And, and then, of course, the guy, she starts yelling at him, my son is a police officer and you should stop. And, of course, he takes his gun out. Joe tackles him. Um, and she's like, Joe, I remember what he did. He shot his mother. And Stallone looks at the camera as if to say, well, 
who would blame him? <laughs> Fuck you, movie. <laughs> I almost wanted I almost wanted that uh Patton Oswald sound key with squanning <laughs> That's basically what it was. Yeah. <laughs> but also like the way he was just like I might consider it. <laughs> Fuck. So that was Stop or My Mom Will Shoot. <laughs> yes, it was. Uh, I'm I'm gonna just say no. Don't don't need to watch this. <laughs> I I am going to give it a. I'm gonna I'm gonna give it a pass. Not a recommend, but a pass. Okay. Because um, one my my wife really likes this movie. <laughs> Two, you know, if you if you get inebriated enough. You could really enjoy this movie, not for the right reasons, but yeah. still. Oh, it's it's got that it's got that good bad movie quality. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I mean, you are gonna have to you're gonna have to wade through a lot of stuff. Yeah, you're really gonna. It, it, I mean, it's not Demons of Ludlow bad, <laughs> but it's it's not a quality movie in any real way. Still better than Postal. It's a hundred percent, hundred percent better than Postal. On that note, Nathan, we're going to take a break. All right. And we'll be right back. What were they thinking? What Were They Thinking is brought to you by HostGator. HostGator is a leading provider of shared, reseller, VPS, and dedicated hosting solutions. Award-winning support is available 24-7, 365 days a year via phone, email, and live chat. Discover why over 9 million websites trust HostGator. Use the coupon code SCHLUCK for 25% off your first purchase. That's SCHLUCK, S-C-H-L-O-C-K, for 25% off your first purchase. What Were They Thinking is brought to you today by GameItAll.com. Whether it's video game news, the latest in music, or movie reviews, GameItAll.com is your one-stop shop for all nerdy talk. We're back. Yes, we are back. Back again. We're mm, back. Mm, Tell a friend. Mm, 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 Guess who's mm, back? Guess who's back? Guess who's back? The low haiku is back. That's who's back. Low haiku go round the outside. Round the outside. I yes, see what you low. did there. <laughs> Enjoy what I did there? It was, it was good. It was good. Okay. Yeah. Nathan, what is the low haiku? Well, the low haiku... Uh, so, uh, the part of the show where we get poetic, mm-hmm. seventeen perfect syllables to encapsulate uh, a movie uh, that didn't have a whole lot of effort put into it. Nope, a lot of syllables though. Hmm. Yeah. yeah, I think we probably put more effort into our low haiku uh, than some of the people in this movie put into making the movie. I believe so, and I don't know about mm. you, but I wrote mine in about a minute. Oh, okay. Uh, did you want to begin? Well, I mean, if you, you have yours all ready to go and you wrote it within a minute, I would like to hear it. Oh, come on now, Ma. You are embarrassing me. That is every joke. Very good. Very good. Thank you. So on, on point, on point. Mm -hmm. Accurate. 
Sly, he is our guy. Estelle is raising some hell. Arnold, you sly dog. Tells a good story, good narrative. Thank you, thank you. It alludes to one of my favorite bits of trivia about this movie. Oh, the best part of this movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, <laughs> well, huh. Back, oh, back again. Back again. Shady's back. Tell a friend. Wait, why am I still singing that? It's, it's a catchy tune there. Oh, Andrew Dice Clay is here. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I forgot his name for a second. Um, Yeah, so Nathan, we, we talked about this movie. We did. But what do we always say? Well, well, Brandon, we do have a tendency to say... Don't take a word for us! That's right. Don't don't take our word for it. Um, I think people are mostly in agreement here. Yeah. <laughs> Critics uh, on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah. 8%. 8%. Single digit. Yeah. And the audience score? 21. So not a whole lot better. No. Let's get into some of these reviews here. We'll start, obviously, as we always do with the critics. Um, Bob Thomas of the Associated Press says, Stallone has developed into an accomplished comedy actor. Knowing when? to react to situations, <laughs> no, knowing to react to situations rather than cause them. Getty has the role of her lifetime, spouting one-liners with fine precision. That guess, was a positive one, I guess. Yeah, and guess what? I don't really remember any of the one-liners except for the one from Terminator. <laughs> oh, s- stop! Or my mom? Oh, that, that, that was him. That was that was Stallone. Oh yeah, uh, uh, no shit. <laughs> Oh, no, there we go. The end. There you go. Classic. I, I, yeah. Whenever I say no shit, people are like, ha stop, my mom will shoot. I remember that movie. <laughs> uh, Vincent Canby mm-hmm. uh, gave it one out of five mm-hmm. and says, this mom is impossible without being funny. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Talented people in this movie, not a good movie. Right. Uh, Roger Ebert. <laughs> Your man. Did not care for this film. <laughs> no, he did not. He says, actually, I believe he said this was one of his, like, bottom ten movies. And it was oh. definitely the worst movie of 92, I think he said, for him. But he said, it is moronic beyond comprehension, an exercise in desperation during which even Sylvester Stallone, a repository of self-confidence, seems to be disheartened. Oof. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, Alex Sandell from mm-hmm. Juicy Cerebellum Ooh. notes, Stop making lousy comedies or you'll permanently damage your career. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm surprised he recovered from a lot of the movies he made around this time. <laughs> Man, it's... I, 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 Eddie Murphy syndrome yeah. i guess yeah. you know it'd be great if he could stop making movies that he has to make comebacks from <laughs> i mean he's had a few decent ones lately but like like the creed movies were good and then then he made rambo but anyway I, I, you know what as as bonkers as that movie was i had a blast pun intended watching that movie in theaters 
the uh, the only thing, <laughs> well, besides the final uh, scene, the only other thing that really sticks in my memory is that fucking shot of the wall with that like glory music playing. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, wow. Okay. Um, next up, Ken Hankey of the Mountain Express. We love Ken Hankey. We do. He says, being shot might be preferable to sitting through this. <laughs> well, uh, f- uh, Phil uh, Villarreal from the Arizona Daily Star, mm-hmm. uh, we might want to have him on someday. Okay. Um, because he's, he's, he notes, sometimes you just have to sit back and wonder, what was Stallone thinking? Ha <laughs> ha! <laughs> Phil, you have an open invitation. <laughs> uh, my last critics one here is from Lewis Black. I'm assuming the comedian. <laughs> Probably. Of the Austin Chronicle. Yell a whole bunch while you do this. <laughs> Spot is what directs action well, but at about 90 minutes, this film is about 60 minutes longer than its material. <laughs> Negative review. Rita Kempley mm-hmm. wrote... As irksome as it is, the concept is actually better for Stallone than the premise of his earlier awful romps. I'm guessing she's talking about Oscar. I was going to say, yeah, I guess it'd have to be. Hmm. Um, Okay, well, yeah, that's enough of the critics. Let's get into the real meat and potatoes here. (laughs) Why everybody comes to this portion of the show. (laughs) The audience reviews. Oh, man. And I've got a doozy here to start us off from. Colin goes to the movies. How this is not a critic, I don't know. Uh, He gives it five stars. I don't understand what this joke is, but he says, Sly's best movie I have ever seen, and I have seen all of them being five million years old and all. I don't get that either. Don't? No idea. (laughs) No. But it's it's apparently his best movie. Um, Okay, this one, they didn't leave a name. Uh, I'm assuming because they're ashamed of themselves. Uh, Three and a half stars. Funny movie about a grandma who fights a bunch of thugs on the streets with her son, played by they always reliable Sylvester Stallone. It's great movie. First of all, not a grandma, uh, a ma. It's his mom. She's not even a grandma because Stallone doesn't have any kids in the movie. Right? Um, Terry B gives it five stars and says, even though this movie has its faults, it's far from as bad as the meta, as the meta critics make out. Have you seen the legend of Harrow Woods? What? <laughs> I don't know what that movie is, but that's what they said at the end. Look that one up. Um, yeah, have to. Quentin D gave oh. it five stars. Quentin Darantino. Yeah. <laughs> More like probably Quentin Durantino. <laughs> um, my favorite comedy film. Critics can suck it on this one. Placing yeah. Estelle Getty along Sylve- alongside Sylvester Stallone is a casting masterpiece. Yeah, it's almost like they did that and then forgot to write a script. <laughs> um, this one, I think it says Jose R, but I'm pretty sure it's a pseudonym for PJ. <laughs> And it's five or stars. Brent. <laughs> <laughs> or Brent. Five stars. It just says better than Star Wars. <laughs> oh, yeah, I saw that. Uh, Brandon T. writes, Funny. 
Gotta love the pairing of Stallone and Getty here. Three stars. <laughs> um, this is this is a little a little bit of a longer one, but it's from Muffin M. So I'm assuming the Muffin Man. Well, he uh, lives on Drury Lane. Yeah, exactly. So hmm. I mean, he's gonna have a skewed opinion of this movie, regardless. Hmm. Uh, he gives us a uh, five star five star review. When top LA detective Joe Bomowski gets a rare visit from his feisty mom Tootie. Oh, we didn't mention her name is fucking Tootie. Um, his life is turned upside down. In no time, she is rearranging Joe's bachelor pad and meddling in his affairs, much to his embarrassment and the delight of his girlfriend, Gwen. To add to Joe's problems, Tootie witnesses a murder and becomes his unlikely partner when she refuses to divulge information unless she's allowed in on the investigation. Just when Joe is ready to kill himself... Tootie helps bring down the bad guys, proving Mother knows best. <laughs> Jesus Christ. So I guess it's just the trailer. That was, that was, that was pretty good. Spot on. <laughs> um, I got one from Robert S. You know, mm-hmm. He gave it four stars. And he takes a rather in-depth uh, in, and, and uh, what's that? verbose look at uh, the nuance and subtlety of this movie. Okay. It's going to be a little long. All right, hold on. Are you okay? You okay. ready? Yep. Okay, just get, guys, get, I hope you guys out there in podcast land got your ears set. This is going to be a lengthy one. Okay, I'm, four stars from uh, Robert S. I actually like this movie! <gasps> Well, Jesus, Nathan, I think that I think they're telling us we're we we're already cut off here. <laughs> I guess huh? the only reason why I said it like that is because it's got three exclamation points. So he was clearly <laughs> yelling. <laughs> that is long. Great review. Um, I've only got one more here, and oh, actually, I've got two really quick ones. I'll just <laughs> okay. Um, from Sammy M, four and a half stars. Simply says, I want to see this one. Um, and the, the other one, I think kind of sums up this whole movie from Rem C two and a half stars just says she washed the guns in the sink. LOL. <laughs> um, Douglas L. This is my last one with his three star review mm-hmm. writes. Okay. I know I'm overrating this, but I genuinely enjoyed the movie. Stallone and Getty were really funny together, if you ask me. They made a pretty good team. I also love how Sly and Arnold were jabbing each other in the movies around this time. If you're a Stallone fan or a Golden Girls fan, you should watch this. I am I am both, and I don't feel that I should watch this. <laughs> if only for the purpose of this podcast. Yeah. Well, I, I own it on DVD. Again, yeah. uh, my, my wife enjoys it. Art is subjective, folks. We all have our movies that we cling to, no matter what anyone else thinks. Yep. I mean, I suppose you could say the same about my love of Ernest. So. There you go. Um, okay, I've got, I've got one more audience review, actually, okay. Nathan. Go for it. And it's from someone that was involved in this movie. Oh, dear. His name is Sylvester Stallone. <laughs> <laughs> and he has stated that Stop or My Mom Will Shoot was the worst film he had ever starred in. And I don't know if, I, I don't know if that's true, but that's what he felt. Um, he told Ain't It Cool News, that's a blast from the past, that it was, quote, 
maybe one of the worst films in the entire solar system, including alien productions we've never seen, adding that, quote, a flatworm could write a better script, and, in some countries, China, I believe, running the movie once a week on government television has lowered the birth rate to zero. If they ran it twice a week, I believe in 20 years, China would be extinct. Okay. <laughs> I don't understand, but that's his quote about the movie. <laughs> I, he, I think he should have quit while he was ahead. He had some good laughs in there, and then he started with that whole China state government birth rate thing. Yeah, I mean, I guess he's saying his movie's not sexy enough to fuck to. I guess. I mean, I, I mean, I kind of agree with that. <laughs> I don't know. There was some romantic chemistry between him and Estelle Getty. <laughs> she was. I remember when uh, this was. When this came out in theaters, now I didn't get, I didn't see it in theaters. I did oh. see it on video. Uh, but she was on Oprah one afternoon, and mm. I was watching because you know it's Oprah, and it was the nineties. Uh, I liked. I also loved Estelle Getty too. I, I'm a weird dude, man. I love the Golden Girls. Anyways, uh, she was that. on talking about this movie, and you you had said, you know. That mean that she didn't. She was kind of in it against her will. Well, I'll I'll kind of break it down a little bit after. Yeah. Okay. Well, she was on Oprah, and she seemed to be uh, more than glad to promote the movie uh, to the uh, to even to the point where uh, she was bragging to the audience how she got to see Stallone's ass and package, and then she showed pictures. <laughs> <laughs> and and she was like just laughing it up and it was actually before the movie came out i i hadn't seen um any of the trailers or anything like that i just was like oh estelle getty is gonna be on oprah and when she showed up and didn't have shock white hair like sophia i was like what sorcery is this <laughs> Then I come to find out she was like one of the youngest members of the audience of, of, of the sorry of the cast. That always surprised me. <laughs> yeah, in fact, her uh, and uh, B. Arthur were very close in age, playing mother mm-hmm. and daughter. Hmm. Well, what I know about the what I know about her making this movie is that apparently. When she heard the title, she was vehem- vehemently opposed to carrying a gun. Okay. And she knew the title of the movie. And they basically told her, oh, yeah, don't worry about it. You won't have to handle a gun. And then they just kept it in the script and made her do it anyway. <laughs> okay. So I don't think she was super happy about that. Well, I mean, she um, wasn't super happy about that. But, I mean, how she holds a gun, like, twice in the movie. Mm-hmm. And she she seemed to do that whole Jack Palance thing at the end with uh, at least a bit of gusto. So well, she did, but I don't. I still don't think she was very happy they, that they tricked her like that. What what I guess what we're really getting at here is Estelle Getty was a goddamn professional. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. She could have been. She she could be miserable and still look like she's giving a damn. Yep. Um. So yeah, that was uh that was the movie, Nathan. We should give a little hintsky mm-hmm. as to what's coming next week because it's a doozy. Fishing. So with that being said, uh, by the way, that mm-hmm. is good. That is a Patreon pick from Erica. So thank you, Erica. Thank you. Uh, Montrose Monkington, would he like to say a few words? Mm-hmm. Okay. Hello. 
It's your good friend Montrose Monkington III here. Uh, I would like to invite you all to, to my YouTube channel, Montrose Monkington TV. Uh, it, it is coronavirus free. Uh, you can also head on over to my Facebook group, Montrose Monkington III Esquire and Friends. Also, at this point, still free of virus. And also, uh, you can find me on Twitter, at Montrose Third. That's the number three uh, D. I'm currently in self-quarantine on that one. Thank you! More later. Okay, and we'll just move his isolation box over here. Thank you. Oh, you're welcome, and uh, I'll call you a cab, Montrose. Yeah, thank you very much. Appreciate it. What a what a gentleman. That's what you got to do, people. You start coughing, leave the area. <laughs> Just be considerate. Look out for other folk. Wash your hands. Don't you start... cough on Estelle Getty. Don't cough. No, especially because then you'd be... I hate to say it, but then you'd be at a cemetery. Well, unfortunately. Yeah. So, Nathan, mm-hmm. they can find us on Facebook. Yep. Just search for what were they thinking. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram. Just search WWTT Podcast. You can also find us on Patreon.com slash WWTT Podcast. Find us on all the podcatchers, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, all that good stuff. Uh, just search for us and you will find our show and I think that's it. I think we're going to just launch into some questions here because I do have a few questions for you. Oh, well, you know, I've seen this movie a few times. It was bootleg worthy back in the 90s for me. So uh, if you want to go ahead with your questions, I, I, I might be able to give you some answers. Nathan, in a movie where, I mean, nobody is trying that hard here. No, I really think that the, they're really just phony. Oh, you stop that, Nathan. They are doing their best. And if you don't have anything nice to say, you shouldn't say anything at all. Mom, that's the whole point of the show. Oh, Mrs. Nathan, you're back. Oh, Brandon, you just, you have questions. You, oh. you, 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 you continue with your questions. Don't listen to this guy. He's just, he's a negative Nelly. Well, in a movie... Where, I mean, it happened because of a, a, a trick. A trick from Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> yeah, he, he was a real dickweed on that one. You watch your mouth, young man. You, I will wash it out with soap. Do you need a bar of soap? I've got one right here. It's, knock it off. Okay, don't, no, no. Look, Mom, I'm glad that Dad was able to Liam Neeson you back from those human traffickers, but please, this is a bit, we need to finish it for the show. Please continue, Brendan. In a movie. Fine, I will just go over in the corner and die. Yeah, you don't have to worry about me. Mom! Nathan? Yeah, Brendan? What were they thinking? This would be a good idea. Mother, tell your children not to walk my way. Tell your children not to hear my words, what they mean, what they say. Mother, mother, can you keep them in the dark for a while? Can you have them from the wedding world?
Hey everyone, it's Chris and Mike from The Recasting Couch, the podcast where we take our favorite movies and discuss what they would be like with new actors in all the lead roles. Hey Mike, tell them where they can find us on social media. You can find our website at therecastingcouch.com or on Twitter at RecastingPod. And of course, you can listen to us on iTunes, Stitcher, Android, or anywhere else you find your favorite podcasts. Yeah, if there's a service that's not posting our pod, you let us know and we will rectify that immediately. Damn right. (laughs) Thanks for listening, everybody.